Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. It's an honor to have you with me. My name is Lee. I'm a blue-collar truck driver, not an expert of any kind, not an educated or intellectual person, but someone who really values the truth. I want to know what the truth is, not what I'm told to believe, but the things that make sense, the things that add up. I, I am a friend of science in the literal sense, where experimenting is done and facts are reported. I'm all for that. Unfortunately, there is a whole lot of narrative in the scientific community, and now we're seeing it in the medical community the same way, where there are an awful lot of doctors and nurses out there who are doing the wrong thing. They are endorsing a very toxic form of treatment or preventative of COVID infection, they believe very strongly in the efficacy. They say the data is all there, but there is a doctor here in Canada studying the effects of the, va- the vaccinated, the effects on their blood, and has reported that more than 60% have some degree of blood clotting and some degree of damage to their heart. And this is very alarming, but because of the very heavy-handed suppression of information in mainstream media and academia, most people won't hear that information. Most people won't be aware of it. I rode down to Tacoma with another one of our drivers from the same company, and he had been vaccinated and really had no clue whatsoever what was in the vaccine or what effect it may have. He was just pressured by his family. Everyone else was doing it, and he went along. And I think that there are a great many in that position where they have just done what everyone else was doing, and some have paid an immediate price. Others will be paying that price as time goes along, and it's very, very troubling. I didn't know how to feel about having someone who was vaccinated in close proximity like that because of viral shedding, I've heard horror stories of people in close proximity with those who are vaccinated who immediately experienced symptoms. So, I, you know, it's been a day now and I haven't experienced anything weird, but I'm also on pins and needles waiting to see what will happen. But ultimately, I trust in the Lord and I trust in the immune system he's given to me, which you know, I've had no issues with COVID. Nothing has slowed me down in a year and a half of working continuously. I haven't missed any time, haven't taken any time off, and I'm still doing well. And I am in all these major cities in the Northwest and in Western Canada, and I'm in truck stops and rest areas and whatnot. So I'm certainly being exposed to a high degree. And it age 51, almost 52, I haven't had any issues whatsoever. So I think I'm doing it correctly. I think I'm putting my trust in the right place, trusting in the Lord, trusting in the immune system that he put in my body, engineered it to defend me against organisms, and I'm going to keep doing that. Um, There's a number you all are going to be hearing more and more as we move towards the fall. And that is the number 95% of new Delta variant COVID infections are among the unvaccinated. And that makes for a tremendous headline. It's like, we told you so, you fools. Now you're all getting sick. 
Um, what you need to realize is that is just a headline. It's not, in fact, true at all. Here's why. The CDC has guidelines where they do not test vaccinated people unless they're sick. So unless you're a fully vaccinated person who is sick, they don't test you. They test the unvaccinated. And it doesn't matter if you're uh, healthy or sick. When you're unvaccinated, you have to be tested. And lo and behold, because they can change the cycle rate with the PC test, PCR, to whatever they want, anything above 37 is almost guaranteed you're getting a false positive. And when they're testing the unvaccinated, it's undoubted in my mind that they're jacking that, that cycle level up to over 37, getting those false positives and uh, counting them against us, as it were. So they're, they're able to manipulate the data. The very same thing you will hear in headlines that the vaccine is 95% effective. But that's a flat-out lie, too. They have no way of testing the efficacy of the vaccine. The true number I know is below 1%, but one doctor I listened to said it's actually about 02 about a fifth of 1% effective. And that's based on people who are really sick from COVID, whether or not they were vaccinated, the numbers are very, very similar between vaccinated and unvaccinated. In Britain, in Israel, we're seeing where they have very high numbers of vaccinated people, they're still getting sick. And those numbers are showing that the vaccine literally does nothing as far as preventing COVID infection, what it does do is gives you blood clots. And it's so troubling to me to see all of these people on these adverse reaction groups coming out. They want to be heard. They want people to know what's been happening to them. They want people to know. I've been to the doctors many times. They tell me it's in my head. They tell me to go home unless I'm really, really sick. Um, they're not being listened to. They're not being t taken seriously. And doctors are treating the symptoms, just throwing pills at the symptoms and sending them away to suffer miserably and quiet. And it's just absolutely unthinkable what is happening, but it's not going away. It's going to be continuing. And the tactics are going to become more heavy-handed. So as we move forward in the fall, you need to be careful not to be deceived by headlines. Oh, wow, 95% of the new infections are in the unvaccinated. I better get vaccinated. It, it looks like all this alternative news was wrong. They're getting sick. They're dying. I'd better take the vaccine. And that is the power of mainstream media. When you can create the narrative, you have the power to create fear and to compel people to do things they may otherwise not be willing to do. So put up your guard, put up the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation, buckle up the breastplate of righteousness, hold on to the word of God, the sword of the spirit, defend yourselves, um, and man, stand strong and hold the line. So the vaccine isn't the only problem we've got moving forward into the fall. Um, in the Western world, it's a massive, some, some are calling it a mega drought. Crops are being downsized dramatically or not grown at all for lack of water. And we also have in the eastern half of the United States, many states are seeing very random 
bird deaths among songbirds like sparrows, blue jays, robins, and they don't know what's causing it, but droves of these birds are dying. And that is very, very interesting because those birds actually control the number of pests out there eating the crops. And it's estimated pests will eat up to 10% of a year's harvest. Without the birds there, that number could dry, rise dramatically, 25% of all the food grown or higher. Now, Chairman Mao in China decided that the birds were eating the grain before they could harvest it, and he told the Chinese farmers it was their patriotic duty to go out and kill all of the sparrows, all of the birds that were eating the crops, and they, they went to war on the sparrows and were successful in eradicating most of their population. And what that resulted in was a blight of various pests that ate the crops and literally deepened the already bad famine in, in the uh, rural parts of China. His brilliant plan backfired and caused a lot more hunger. Now here, if they don't know what's causing this, but it is spreading from state to state, and it, could, it has the potential of spreading even further, not just in songbirds, but it could be reaching out into other kinds of birds. And that could spell an added amount of pressure on the crops for the coming year. Now, the United Kingdom is already experiencing oil and food shortages, and we're going to start seeing more of that ourselves in the West. And you know what? I'm looking at our situation, having grown up in this culture, we take a lot of things for granted. To us, it's very normal to live in a house where we can turn on the lights when we want light, we can turn up the heat when we're cold, we can cook our food without the use of any kind of fuel, just turn a button on the stove, we can sleep on a soft bed, our food can stay in a refrigerated appliance that keeps it cold or frozen. We're, we're surrounded by luxuries each and every day that we don't even perceive as luxuries anymore because it's always been that way. But we have to be able to live without that level of luxury, to be able to get by with less than what we've enjoyed in the past. Now, one of the things about a food shortage that is very frightening and alarming, food is vital to life. It's absolutely foundational. And I forget who it was that said, he who controls the food controls the people. And that's very true because um, people without food are pretty much going to do what you tell them to do in order to get that food. And is it any wonder that Bill Gates owns the most farmland? He's the largest farmland owner in the United States. And can you say colonialist? Uh, you know, he may not use black slaves on his plantation, but I'm sure he has other plans for who he's going to bring in to work his land for him. And it may not be called slavery, but it will look very much like it. Um, we have to be able to look at what's happening, what's taking place around us right now, and start thinking, how do I provide for my own needs? Now, I have set aside a great deal of food, but it doesn't matter how much food you stockpile. You're going to run out at some point.
and you're going to be able to, you need to be able to produce more of it whether that is farming and agriculture, having the ability to go out if you're in a rural area and you can go out and gather, you would be amazed at how much nutrition is just sitting on the ground in what you would normally call weeds or undergrowth. Now, one of the alarming things about the bird die-offs is that they do a great deal of cross-pollinating. They carry seeds to various areas. Um, they're very important to the whole ecosystem. And by losing these birds, it will have a tremendous negative impact on the ecosystem as a whole. Less food, less crops, less um, pollinizing going on, more bugs, more insects competing for what food is available. And it all comes together to tell me, you know, Jesus knew what he was talking about. In the end times, there would be famine. There would be pestilence. There would be disease. There would be war and earthquakes. We've got China and Europe underwater and Western North America on fire. And it, it just seems like we're going from bad to worse. And this fall, when this quote-unquote Delta variant begins to spread, which probably will be the vaccinated suffering from their decision. It will all be labeled as the Delta variant, and it will all be blamed on the unvaccinated. It will be them who caused all of this death because of their unwillingness to get vaccinated. Now, this is where I really want you to hold the line because it's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure. If you want to continue living your life normally, you're going to need to take the vaccine. And this is that line in the sand that we dare not cross. I feel like anyone who can be bullied into taking the vaccine at a future point will be bullied into taking a mark in their right hand or forehead. I, I think that if you're willing to cross that line, then what line are you not willing to cross? So I think we're, we're being driven, we're being herded like sheep towards their new world order, towards their um, final kingdom. And those who are a part of the final kingdom will be submissive to the will of their masters. They will be vaccinated. They will work at the jobs they're told to work at and live in the houses they're told to live in, and that will be that. And they will spend with the money that they're given. It will be di digital currency access through their own personal ID. And, you know, at some point, you have to be willing to step away and say, nope, that's not for me. I read the Bible. I know what it says, and I can't go along with that. And there's going to be a price to pay for that. Uh, if we're lucky, that price will be that we don't have access to stores and work and things of that nature. But the price will definitely increase as we're perceived to be a threat to the health and safety of the rest of the population, we will be tracked down, we will be put into quarantine camps, isolation camps, things of that nature. Are you ready and willing to pay that price? That's something we all have to look at ourselves. You know, anyone can sit at home and say, oh yeah, I would definitely 
go to the camp first, but when that day comes, how prepared are you? Now, if you've listened to The Hiding Place with uh, Corey Tenboom wrote the story of her family in, in uh, Holland under German occupation, they worked hard to take care of the Jewish people. And as a result, they were arrested, they were put into concentration camps. And Caspar Tenboom, their father, when he was approached, they said, Old man, just tell us you won't cause any more trouble. You will not house any more Jews and we'll send you home. And he said, if another Jew comes to my house today, I will take him in. And off to the camps he went, and he died there just a, a few short weeks later, I believe. Um, but that's the level of courage and um, moral integrity that we need moving forward. Even if a Jew comes to my door today, I will take him in. I mean, that's backbone. That, that takes real courage, real character, real conviction, and that's something we're going to find out whether or not we have in the near future. So at this time, we need to be busy. We need to be busy praying and strengthening our walk with the Lord, strengthening our relationships with those in our community who also refuse to be a part of what's happening. We need to ask ourselves the hard questions. Where is our line in the sand? What price are we willing to pay? And it's going to take... Uh, you know, these are the times in history where heroes are revealed and where cowards are revealed, where true followers of Jesus Christ are revealed and followers in name only are revealed. As in Nazi Germany when the Reichschurch went along with all of Hitler's ideas. And the confessing church broke away and said, no, we're, we're not going to allow that. We don't agree with that. Um, these are times that test our fabric, what we're made of, and they're times that expose who we really are. And I hope that all of us, it, it exposes the work that Christ has done in us that refining work of sanctification, that we have moral integrity, we have the courage of those who will live forever. We have the courage of those who have been redeemed, and that we will still, even now in this world, be a force of good and a force of light. God bless you, and thanks for joining me.